Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 132, definitely not feeling blue, and I'm your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. Hi, I'm Anna Bernerski. I write for Game Cola sometimes. I'm Alex Jedrzejczyk, and uh, I am the editor-in-chief of a website you may have heard of, GameCola.net. I'm John Rizzi. I make videos for Game Cola sometimes. I always, it, I, fall, I watch the Discord people talk, like, one by one as they go down. And then it gets to me, and I'm like, I already said my thing, though. I can't, I can't also say hi, I'm Joseph Martin again. I don't get to do a normal introduction like you guys do, and it makes me sad. And you say your next thing. Well, I do, I could say my next thing. You want to know what my next thing is? What no. is it, Joe? <laughs> it's Super Mario Maker, and the things that people are upset about it. About. Yeah. It, Wait, people are about. upset? I thought everyone was happy about it. They were at first. Yeah. I guess we haven't we haven't done the we haven't talked about the fifteen minute sort of thing that came out a while back. So Super Mario Maker Two coming out Nintendo Switch. It's coming out uh, at the end of June, something like June twenty third. And there was a direct, and it showed all this cool stuff. They've got five different course themes. If you play the original Mario Maker, you could use it to build levels, um, and you could do it in regular in like. NES Mario, uh, Mario World, Mario 3, and New Super Mario Bros. Wii, they've added 3D World, which I didn't realize this at first, that 3D World is a separate thing from New Super Mario Bros. Wii, which is also still included in Mario Maker 2. And there's a bunch of, uh, like, item course elements that are exclusive to the 3D World. And there's also the implication that they may add more themes because there's a lot of blank space around the 3D World one. So we'll have to look at that. What could um, this possibly be? But what people are talking about these days is the fact that Nintendo has done the internet bad again. Mm. Wonk wonk. Um, in Mario Maker 2, you can play multiplayer levels up to four people, sort of like New Super Mario Brothers and New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Um, the problem is, is that if you want to do it on the internet, you could only play it with random strangers on the internet. <laughs> And the reason that they gave in the Nintendo Life article that I read, which was the source from this is a Nintendo Life article, and uh, I think some other people have, like, confirmed it. At first it was a little tenuous, but it seems to be these statements are coming from Nintendo Treehouse representatives. And the thing that they are giving as a reason for this is that it will affect the online leaderboards. Because if mm -hmm. you do well in the competitive there's competitive versus levels in Mario Maker 2, and then there's cooperative versus levels, and the competitive ones have a leaderboard. So if okay. you win a bunch, you get points on a leaderboard. So, so they're saying you can't play with friends because then it will mess up the leaderboard. Obviously, this is a bold-faced lie. Yeah. <laughs> because if you played any fighting game or any online game recently, you can just open a separate room with just your friends and have it not be on the leaderboards at all. Yep. So, I mean, the the reason, of course, would just be that they don't want to pay to do it, I imagine. I don't know if it's specifically because they, because, like, I could see maybe it just is, like, regular expensive, and they're just like, we're just not going to do it and not spend the money on it. It could also be that they set their infrastructure up very poorly, and so they, like, for a normal company, this would be, like, more expensive, but not much more expensive. For us, we did a very bad job, and so it would be very expensive for us to implement it. Which is why you might, which I think might be the case because there's a huge focus from Nintendo, it seems like, on playing uh, with exclusively with random strangers, right? You think about Tetris 99, that's the whole premise of Tetris 99. Yeah. See, I would say that it's because Switch owners don't have friends, but I feel like that's more <laughs> applicable to like uh, Xbox. Throwing shade, Jay. Well, the Switch itself encourages <laughs> you to play with random strangers because you could take it to go anywhere. If you see any of the commercials, you see any random strangers being like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, random stranger. I just met on the bus. Let's play. You yeah, like yeah, yeah. Let's play Tetris 99 let's, together. Let's, <laughs> let's, play together. Mario, let's play Mario Kart while <laughs> standing on a moving <laughs> bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like normal people do. <laughs> That thing that normal people do, play video games standing up in a moving vehicle? I do that all the time. Just make sure not to become friends after this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's expressly forbidden. 
Um, so I think that I don't I don't want to harp on it too much because I think everybody's sort of given their two cents on this. It's possible Mario Maker. A lot of things that people are saying is that Mario Maker received a lot of updates. The first one, yeah. Um, over the course of its life, and so it's probably the case that Mario Maker Two is going to have updates in its life cycle where features could be added. I mean, because you could say that about any game, but like you think about. If they were already going to update it for something, it's easier to slide in other bells and whistles as opposed to a game that you're not going to update except for maybe one thing. Yeah, and this is not yeah. like another entire mode ent- entirely. It's just like I said entirely three times in that sentence. <laughs> but um, it seems like a really easy thing to patch in, to be perfectly honest. You would think, but it's Nintendo, so maybe they messed <laughs> it up. The other thing that's weird is that I just saw this other article that says also from uh, Nintendo representatives that they're not doing Amiibo support for it, at least <laughs> at launch. Because in the original Mario Maker, you could plug, put the Amiibos and it would let you add like little sprites of different characters from different games from a question mark mushroom. And that's just not in the game at launch. And maybe not ever. It's, it doesn't say that they're going to add it, but people are like, they could add it. Because a lot of the amiibo were added over the course of the game's lifespan. But it's weird that it's not even coming with any support at the very beginning. Also, to be fair, Mario Maker 1, you didn't need the amiibo to unlock those skins. Right. You, you can just, like, encounter them online and you have them forever. Right. But this seems, like, again, it's easy to say, well, it would be really easy for them to just add this. This is, like, in the old game. So, yeah. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure this is like based on. I'm pretty sure they built it from the same way. I don't know. This seems like something that they explicitly removed. I feel like copying something from your old game would be just as easy. I don't know. Maybe they've got a different idea of how they're going to do it. But it just seems weird. Anyway, that's enough Mario Maker 2. Now we have to talk about the other elephant in the room. Hey, guys. Hello. Yes. How's your sleep schedule been in recent times? <laughs> Uh, very nice. You know, you know what's funny? I slept what? through this announcement. <laughs> you slept <laughs> I didn't I sleep very well last happened. night. I had a dream that I was swimming in a lake with my family, and I was convinced within the dream that the lake was filled with alligators and snakes. Oh, I don't... There weren't any while I was swimming, but I was swimming and I would keep seeing things that I thought were alligators. And then my mom who was and my brother who were swimming with me were like, no, that's just a log. Stop being such a scaredy cat. And I'm like, I see alligators everywhere. And then they turn out not to be alligators. And then I got out of the lake and there was a giant snake. <laughs> so it was lake. actually out of the lake where it was all the snakes and alligators. No, I could only see them when I was out of the lake. Oh. When I got out of the lake, then I could see all the snakes and alligators that I couldn't see because I was just at the surface of the oh, water. okay. It was very scary. Pokemon has a solution to this, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Pokemon had a press conference a couple days ago, and they announced a couple of things. Some of it was like new Pokemon center locations, Pokemon store locations, uh, one in Singapore. Um, they talked a little bit about expanding more deliberately into the Chinese market. and uh, But they did have two game-specific ones. They're going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield later in June. Um, but the first one that they talked about was called Pokemon Sleep. Oh, yeah. And it's the, the tagline, the pitch, the logline of this game is that it's going to turn sleep into entertainment. Wow. I've never had an entertaining experience while I was asleep before. Never? Like, I'm all for goofing, but, like, I've had some pretty fun dreams. Not the one that I just described, but... Yes, this this was sarcasm. Okay. Okay. So you take a fancy pedometer, which the original pedometer was called Pokemon Plus, or Pokeball Plus, and this is the Pokeball Plus Plus, which is spelled... It's a. I don't remember the order, but like one of the pluses is the, the word, word plus, and one of the pluses is the symbol. But it's still called the Pokeball Plus Plus. And you put it on your pillow, and it tells that you're asleep, and it does things in the video game because of it. Probably related it? to Pokemon Go in some capacity, because they were making a lot of comparisons about how then Pokemon Go made walking entertainment. What? 
I thought you were, I didn't know, I don't know anything about this announcement, so I thought you were about to tell me that they're going to have this game read your dreams, and depending on the activity <laughs> of your dreams, it Are determines you how well you're doing okay? in the game. <laughs> Here's the thing. They pitch it as, like, this thing of, like, using gaming to help people get into good sleep habits. And that's certainly... It certainly sounds noble, right? The idea that yeah. if you get a good amount of sleep, you get a reward in the video game. It sounds noble. The actual thing that they're trying to do, obviously, is make Pokemon be the first thing you think about when you wake up and the last thing you think about when you go to bed. Therebo- therefore, entangling the brand into your life at a fundamental level. As I mean... Some cult... Isn't it, though? <laughs> like, is it... Did anything I just say sound wrong? Everything sounded wrong. <laughs> but like, sorry, did it sound incorrect? Oh, invalid to uh, what they were advertising? I'm just saying, yeah, like it's, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. Like, not in a, I mean, it's like not a fantastic way to look at it, but like, it is what you, like, it's the first thing that you think about when you wake up. Keep the brand incorporated in your life. They're trying to make it a lifestyle brand. I have Facebook for that. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. I'm not saying that they're going to do a good job. I'm just saying that that's what their plan is. Okay, here's the here's the main thing. Like they can do whatever they want, right? It's fine. You try to make sleep fun. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. The thing is, is that they, they want to use the pedometer that has an accelerometer in it to tell when you're asleep. That doesn't make any sense. I, I don't think that's possible. No. What if Unless I just set like, it down? Yeah, like it's just <laughs> like. The implication is like, oh, it can tell that you're rustling in your sleep. What? But as opposed to being put, I mean, I guess because they say specifically to put it on your pillow, and not your bedside table. So I don't, I don't understand that because I'm pretty sure to actually monitor your sleep, you need like a heartbeat measuring thing, right? I think. Yeah. I don't think you like can it. just have an accelerometer on your pillow yeah. and have it tell when you're asleep. I'm so confused. Uh. So I don't know what their plan is there. So it sounds very silly. But they're going to go for it, and it'll be fun to watch at the very least. And who knows, right? It's fun to make jokes, but they have a lot of money. and They're paying a lot of people to come up with this, so they can aff- maybe someone had a good idea. They, I don't know. They can afford to be this stupid. <laughs> the other thing that they announced... Um, that was interesting was a mobile game called Pokemon Masters, which looked like a kind of scaled down sort of Pokemon game that features just the main characters from different series, like champions, avatars representing the player characters, some notable gym leaders, maybe some of the villains, stuff like that. That looks interesting enough. <laughs> they probably um, Was this after the Pokemon Sleep thing that they announced yes. this? Okay, so yes. it's pro- pretty much saying... So, if you haven't lost complete faith in us yet in our ideas, here's here's something else that's actually competent for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, they're definitely getting people talking about it. So, I don't know. No press is bad press. Yeah. mm, yeah, There's no such thing (laughs) as bad press. Yeah, that's the word. I was going to say no press is bad press. It's like, true, but also not what I was going for. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they also announce Pokemon Home? Or something like that? I read about that. Oh, before. yeah. It's like the sequel to Pokemon Bank. What? What? It's a bank! <gasps> what? <laughs> You're just making <laughs> stuff up now. <laughs> Wait. Okay. That does sound ridiculous if you didn't know what Pokemon Bank was. <laughs> is okay. Pokemon Bank like just the Pokedex? Pokemon Bank is a way that you could... So, like, the thing about Pokemon is is that you can... Usually there are ways for you to trade Pokemon from game to game going forward, right? Ever since um, Ruby and Sapphire, they've tried to make sure that there's some way for you to get a Pokemon from an older version of the game to a newer version. Mm -hmm. So from 3rd gen to 4th gen and 4th gen, like, across platform, right? One of their solutions to that was like, all right, we're just going to create an online service where you can send your Pokemon to that. And as long as everything can connect to that, then you don't have to worry about all this weird in-game compatibility stuff. Because, like, there was stuff, like, I remember with the Game Boy to DS transition, you had to put the Game Boy game in the Game Boy slot of the DS, the DS game in the DS slot, and then go to a specific spot in the game where you could capture six Pokemon at a time. And only once per day. So I think it was, Pokemon Bank was sort of streamlining that process. Pokemon Home 
is the new version of that. Okay. That is going to have more stuff in it. Because Pokemon Bank was literally just, like, data storage. Basically, you're playing, paying for cloud service storage of your Pokemon. Pokemon Home sounds like it's... Oh, you can trade with your mobile phone. That was one of the things. You'll be able to make Pokemon trades with your phone. And maybe do some other stuff. But essentially, yes, it is the sequel of Pokemon Bank. What a time we're living oh. in where even servers are getting sequels now. Pokemon apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon condos. <laughs> I just had a thought that I should have mentioned earlier, or I should have come up with earlier, which is uh, Pokemon go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know how to make a full joke out of that, but... I mean, that is not there the first time I've heard that, actually. <laughs> I can there imagine. was one I saw that was... Pokemon go home and go to sleep. <laughs> that was a good one. I think the one I saw was like one of those brain expanding memes where it yeah. was like Pokemon go and then in parentheses outside and walk. Um, Pokemon sleep a full eight hours. Pokemon home, please visit your parents. <laughs> Pokemon go home, you're drunk. <laughs> I don't remember what the last one was, but anyway, that's the world of Pokemon, the wonderful world of Pokemon. We'll have more updates once um the the Sword and Shield Direct come out in a couple days. We'll t- probably talk about that a bit. All right, John. You also speaking of other because like I feel like you were you mentioned this to me, John, that like you think that Sony and then I I also think Nintendo too is since they're not doing official E3 presentations anymore they're just kind of releasing stuff whenever yeah instead of in one big presentation just sort of scattering it um because it seems like that's what Sony's doing too right yes overall yes or at least today at least for today which is really weird because today they just dropped a whole bunch of trailers on their YouTube channel. And I'm not sure if there was, like, any other streaming announcement or whatnot uh, that w- that came with it. But they released trailers for uh, new gameplay trailers for DayZ, um, the Attack on Titan sequel, um, a new trailer for, like, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Uh, they have a, an eight, a nine-minute-long trailer for Death Stranding that reveals a release date to be this November. Gosh, I saw that trailer, and everyone's like, ah, finally, they're telling us what the <laughs> game's about. And I was like... Are they? <laughs> yeah. I still have no idea what's going on. Um, a trailer for uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice DLC. Um, some VR games, including Five Nights at Freddy's VR, which is what everyone wanted. <laughs> Battlefield 5 DLC, a remaster of the Ghostbusters game from 2009. That's coming to PS. That's... That's coming out this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some other uh, uh, gameplay trailers for games we already know, like Judgment, an indie game called Destiny Connect, North Guard's coming to PS4, and then the big reveal was the reboot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it looks gritty, and it looks almost like a horror game, oddly enough. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of it, and it's like, and also people talking about it, which has been unsettled. It's Probably more unsettling to me is how people are talking about it. It's like, you get to see the pain and the struggle, and I'm like, and that's a plus for you? Yeah. <laughs> that would make me very uncomfortable. Granted, I'm not the, I haven't played any of the Call of Duties in any significant capacity, so it's not really my jam in the first place. So Yeah, it seems like this one, the other games are banking on, like, warfare and just, like, over-the-top stuff, like, being said in the future and all that. This one seems to be riding on emotional weight (laughs) Mm -hmm. trying to be grounded and realistic which i don't know how that will play with the core demographic of the franchise but we'll see any other so like as someone who owns a ps4 i imagine yeah um you did play that spider-man game and i'm pretty sure you could only do that on the the ps quattro yes um how do you feel about if this is like sony's basically e3 this is all our stuff esque thing. How do you feel about the PlayStation Four going forward? This is definitely not all their stuff. This is just like maybe a tease for like the next announcements to come in the next few weeks. Because like there's only like two brand new things here, and like maybe like one thing to be like, oh, we had no idea about that, even though there were some leaks, but we didn't know it was going to be a full on reboot, let alone a complete rehaul of the game of the gameplay from 
from previous Call of Duties. And also Ta-da. just naming yeah. it the same thing as another game. They really need to stop doing that. Just come up with a new name. Yeah. Please. Call of Duty. <laughs> we we mean it this time. <laughs> Even just like Call of Duty postmodern warfare. <laughs> like <laughs> Give me something. Just come up with a new name. It's not that hard. <laughs> Uh, but also, sp- do Mario. If you're tired of naming it things, just go Mario Kart and call it Call of Duty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking uh. of announcements that come out today, um, Nintendo had some neat announcements. Um, basically, uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate is getting a an amiibo mode, which is basically you'll be able to send your amiibo online as like an AI, AI fighter, and they'll have its own little leaderboards and compete with other ones and. There's also it's also getting VR mode. Oh yeah! If you want to humor this, because it just says yeah, VR mode's coming, and they gave no other details about it. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, what it's that... coming out tonight is the thing. So like, really? Yeah. What? The update is scheduled for tonight at like midnight. Why wouldn't you um, tell people about it ahead of time? Because that's what they did with the other VR stuff, too. With Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, it was just kind of, like, in the update. Like, they just yeah. did an update, but there wasn't really a pomp and circumstance for it. And honestly, the only people who were really talking about it were people who sped run, speed, sped run, <laughs> speed ran, who do speed runs of both of those games because it they added some functionality to help send the switch into overclocking modes at certain points in the game and it reduced a lot of load times i think i talked about that last month and that's the main thing that people talked about it and it was for the vr modes but nobody's really done a whole lot with the vr mode it's basic from what i can tell it's basically like you remember do you remember a little hidden gem from the past called the 3ds no i do recall this it's basically that, as far as I can tell, giving you depth for the game. Yeah, I guess that's what I was wondering, is like, do you just get to look around, like, you have the same view of Super Smash Bros. that you normally do, but when you turn your head, you look around. Like, is that yes, it? Yes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if it's coming Because I, up- I don't imagine they're going to be having you, like, physically punching and stuff like doing actual vr things in first person (laughs) that would be great (laughs) i wonder if like you could watch replays but like in full thing so like you could walk around your room and see the full thing from every angle that'd be cool to a certain extent i guess because like a lot of the stages have a lot of detail built into them because the camera is pretty free in the pot like if you pause the game but like there still isn't anything like on the quote-unquote other side you know on the fourth wall what if I could, so, uh, what if there's a special VR mode where you play as your me and it's in first person? Yes. Is that <laughs> it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, what like, if that? Yeah, well, like, <clears throat> you know, uh, a new challenger appears. It's the me and you get to play as your me in Super Smash Bros. But then you try to take the headset off. But there is no headset. <laughs> whoa, 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 and you whoa. live in Smash Brothers now. Yes. You are a Smash Bros. All I've ever wanted. Whoa. The fight ends and you end up and you get teleported into Smash Mansion where all the Smash Brothers <laughs> characters are and no. you hang out by the pool. No! <laughs> it was their plan all along. I wonder if there's anyone who wants to talk about another topic. Is there? <laughs> I... So. <laughs> okay. I can't do the whole, I can't do the whole segue for it. Um, I ro- that wasn't so, even a softball. I rolled it across the ground to either you, either Jetty or Anna, so, and both of you just like stared at it. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? So, speaking of uh, sequels that are poorly named uh, and confusing in terms of the <laughs> existing games, um, there we go. That's a good segue. In the last episode of the Game Cola podcast, uh, I discussed Blaster Master Zero, which, uh, as John mentioned uh, before the podcast got started, <laughs> should be the prequel, right? So that Blaster Master is then, you know, Blaster Master 1, but instead you have Blaster Master Zero, which is Blaster Master 1, and then Blaster Master Zero 2 is the sequel to Blaster Master Zero and unrelated to Blaster Master 2. 
It's a split timeline. Yes. These are alternate universes. Uh, As I discussed last time, uh, I was uncertain about what to expect, having really only seen the trailer for Blaster Master Zero 2. And I'm actually really satisfied with uh, Blaster Master Zero 2. They they really upped their game. They upped the game. <laughs> like, they, they included a lot of improvements. Um, the first one, it was just kind of like, well, here is the original Blaster Master with most of the original concepts and, like, kind of some improved graphics and more story, if you can call it that. It was, like, the most generic, poorly written dialogue but that's that's just this universe it's from what i recall um in this un in this alternate universe no one knows how to talk like a normal human person yeah so on that subject uh this new game has a lot more characters like in the original one you're on this like post-apocalyptic earth where people had been driven underground uh due to some apocalypse and then people made their way back to the surface and they're living there but then you the main character end up going back down into the ruins of this underground you know city thing and discovering that there's mutant aliens and blah 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 and all this stuff you meet your robot girlfriend and etc and then spoiler alert at the end you defeat the mutant and uh eve the uh navigation android for your cool space tank Thing that goes is underground. Eve different than your robot girlfriend? She is your robot girlfriend. She is the, okay. Um, I didn't know if there were two robot girlfriends. No, that that's her name. Um, one of them is the spaceship. Well, there's the tank, and then the tank is like piloted by the support droid, who is Eve. Okay. Um, and at the end, you guys get split up somehow, and she's like, "Oh, man, Wally's a lot different than I remember." Well. At the very end, after you beat the boss, she's basically like, oh, I have to return to my home planet. Uh, and Jason's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, thank you for your help. Goodbye. Thanks for saving the Earth. Uh, and then it's revealed in, like, the final moment that she's uh, been infected by the mutants. Oh, no. Which, like, sets up uh, Blaster Master Zero 2, where she comes back. Uh, for some reason, she's just kind of okay with being infected by space mutants. And the two of you blast off into space together to go find the source of the space mutants. But along the way, you encounter all of the other people who also have their own tanks and their own robot girlfriends. Or, in one (laughs) case, a robot butler boyfriend. Oh. Yes. And I have to say, I really like all of the other characters that you meet. The first one, like, it just seems like they weren't that popular in Japan. And so they opted to make the game more about Japanese stuff and boobs. <laughs> I remember I remember our discussion of the melon alien. Yeah, like there is a plant girl with big melons. Um, and the the first other set of characters that you meet, you land on this like old timey Japan planet, and there's this guy who speaks with a heavy accent and uh is there actual voice acting? No, no, um, it's all written, but he... Oh, I see what you mean. He speaks all Southern-like. Uh, oh. and like... Jap- Japanese Southern? No, but like, I can get what they're going for, is that he's trying to sound... It's supposed to be a regional dialect in Japan. And they're like, like well... King DDD and the four kids dub of Kirby? <laughs> well, like, I guess they're trying to get across that he speaks kind of different and it wouldn't sound right to have him speaking ye olde English when he's, like, a weird farmer guy. So they have him speak with, like, a really heavy southern accent, and so does his robot. <laughs> that's, so that's basically exactly King TDD in the Kirby 4 kids, though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, the first additional planet that you come across is, like, old-timey Japan planet, and there's this, like, ninja warrior guy who lives in like a bamboo forest or something and uh you help him and his robot out and then you go to another planet and uh you meet the plant girl with her like butler it's like this old man butler guy who's her support android sorry i'm trying to remember what happens in the game because yeah what do you actually do in this video game okay and that i will say is where uh i've been most excited about this game 
is they've really, I don't even know where to begin because they've introduced so many things like the actual action uh, is more interesting. They have this like counter move where you can shoot back if something's shooting at you. And uh, with these other characters, like you're fighting this huge uh, mountain boss guy while in the front of the screen, like in the foreground of the screen, you just have this like car driving around and shooting at him while you're in your normal spot on the screen, like hopping around trying to hop up on this mountain guy and like uh, get to his weak point or whatever. They just introduce all these little fun mechanics and then like with the plant girl, on her planet, you have to do all these like weird little puzzle levels where there's a lot of like jumping around and trying to like trigger an enemy to go do something and then like that will trigger something else and then a thing will drop out of a tree or whatever. I'm doing a terrible job at explaining that it is... It definitely sounds interesting because I've, I've played a little bit of the Bla original Blaster Master from the Nintendo Switch Online NES library. Yeah. And it was kind of like, it felt very unguided. Yeah. Like there was just kind of like stuff and there wasn't really a rhyme or a reason to the level design. It was just kind of stuff around. Yeah. And Definitely then, it sounds like it's a lot more intentionally designed. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing is that uh, Blaster Master Zero was basically just the original Blaster Master with some improved graphics and like checkpoints and saves and stuff. And a robot girlfriend. Yes. And then Blaster Master Zero 2 is its own game that's introduced all these new cool mechanics and like cool graphics and so on and like a bunch of new characters that you get to meet and there's a uh, there's a bad guy like you meet all these other pilots who pilot the other uh, tanks and there's like one guy who he never becomes your friend he just tries to attack you and um, I don't know I've been very much enjoying this game so far. Have you? So you haven't beaten it yet, though. Not yet. It's actually a lot longer so than. So maybe that guy does become your friend. It's true. He could. There's still time. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling. Like I guess I thought I was close to the end, and then they introduced this guy, and uh, like I looked just at the length of some let's plays, and I'm still maybe like seventy-five percent of the way through. So there's still a couple hours left. Okay. I've definitely played games like that. I think Bowser's Inside Story was one where I kept feeling like I was doing, like, the last... Because, like, there were certain things where it's, like, you had to do, like, three things. And every time I'd get, like, in the middle of the third thing, there'd be a new set of three things introduced yeah. as a twist. Yeah. And it was fine because I was, like, I was enjoying the game. So I was glad that there was more content. But it just kept feeling like, man, I thought I was almost done. But now there's a whole new three things to do. We've, it seems like we've kind of segued into games we've been playing in recent <laughs> times. Yes. So it, it ha is there, are there, have there been any videos game that you or perhaps someone else in your life has played in recent times maybe anna bernarski potentially hi there <laughs> so um i'm anna bernarski <laughs> hi i'm anna welcome to my ted talk <laughs> welcome to my section of the podcast where i say i want to talk about something and joe lets me for some reason um <laughs> i want to talk about cats oh because i really like cats and my <laughs> is playing an assassin an assassin's creed game that if you interact with the cat it'll go around your legs and you can pet dogs and i want to use this topic to talk about fun things like that in video games it's like they're they're a fun little thing like that things like that i think in legend of zelda you can get you can like pet dogs and yeah. like chase their tails and stuff actually it's funny you mention that because just this week i found a twitter account that's solely dedicated to this i was it's I was just going and getting oh, that. Thank God. It's literally called "Can You Pet the Dog," and every day it like posts like a picture from a game or whatnot, and that has a dog in it, and it's and it says "Doom Two, No," or "Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Yes." Yeah. <laughs> just like good old wholesome content like that. And then I actually, the it. the one from today was actually Doom Two, but it said. But with this mod, you can. And then it shows a mm -hmm. video, and it just shows you going up to the dog, and he pets it, and, like, hearts come out. And then the dog goes attacks enemies for you. <laughs> Good. In Mega Man, sometimes you can be the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a dog man? No. Rush. There's Rush. Do you not know about Rush? Yeah, I know about Rush, but he, do you become... He turns into a suit of armor. Oh, right. And you become Superman through the power of your dog. Wow. 
And then the bad guy also has his own dog, but he turns into, he's an evil dog, but still a good dog, but an evil good dog. Was there a, uh, a Mega Man X dog enemy? Dog enemy? I think there might be. Well, I mean, been. like a, a dog but it was a robot. master, you know, like, um. There wasn't a Rush-esque character, as far as I know. What I'm just saying is, like, um, you know, things that you can turn into, like, there was the chameleon and there was the penguin guy and whatever and the octopus mm. man. There was probably one. Oh, I think there was a hyena in one of them, but nobody liked the hyena. <laughs> I think it's the one that shuts burn it to the ground a million times. <laughs> I don't remember exactly, though. You cannot pet the dog. Uh-huh. You you get to serve dog strings. That's the thing that happens. Um, are video games fun? I think they're pretty great. Nah. Only over- sometimes. They're overrated. Oh, oh no. Um, oh, oh, no. You cannot so, pet the dog in God of War, and then it just it's just accompanied by a gif of a wolf attacking you. Oh. <laughs> in God of War, the dog pets you. <laughs> so to talk about um, both a game played in recent times and a game which is not fun, uh, oh. I Jesus. made the mistake of buying The World Ends With You. I've heard, good, is, I've heard good things about that. Uh, Which one is that? Who? It's like a weird Kingdom Hearts ripoff. I mean, it's from the people who made Kingdom Hearts. And I guess they just wanted to have their own game outside of Disney's control. Oh, I have seen this. Yeah, I've only heard good things about this game. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> on Twitter, mostly on Twitter, I don't remember from who specifically. But every single time they do, they say, but I can't tell you anything about this game. Because of the good part is apparently the spoilers. Okay, maybe, like, ugh. <laughs> I just hate the characters so much. I read the description of the uh, main character. and No, he's a loser and I don't care. I can't <laughs> care about him at all. He does have cool headphones, though. <laughs> the same kind of issue that I had with the text, with the dialogue in Blaster Master Zero, I have here. Where, like, you could cut out three-fourths of the dialogue if they didn't say things like, Wow, would you look at this? Look at what? You don't need to respond with, like, you don't need to respond with a question to something that somebody just asked you. You don't need to reply, Hey, did you hear about this? No, what's that? Well, this is, like, you could just cut that into one line that says, This is this, instead of, like, having this weird back and forth, Oh, look, they're talking to each other. The first, the first um image on google images with text in it um it has the main headphone guy and I, would I, who i assume to be the main girl and the conversation is a week a week of what the reaper's game is seven days long right help, help. <laughs> oh boy it frustrates me and also oh my goodness the next linked one was his blog um everything gets a hundred thousand hits a day. What kind of blog is that? Uh, yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> you said a thing, let me repeat it back to you. Oh, well, then I'm going to respond to you repeating the thing. Like, you could cut out three-fourths of the dialogue. Also, the guy's just a complete loser. I don't care about him and is like, I don't care about anyone. I lost <laughs> my memory. No one cares. You're like a child. You're a child <laughs> that wears headphones. And, uh... Oh, wow. And... Uh, an additional issue that I have with it is that part of the reason that I bought it was because uh, I wanted to try playing like a co-op game uh, with oh. my with my lady friend, and you can only play the co-op version using the individual Joy Cons. Which oh. this was originally a DS game, so it was made to be played with the stylus, and you can play it in handheld mode on the Switch by touching the screen with your finger. And, like, that play is perfectly fine. I have no issues with it. But playing with the um, with the Joy-Cons, it's trying to do hand motion. But unlike the Wii that has, like, actual tracking of where your hand is physically, it's just using the motion sensor to, like, vaguely kind of assume the direction that you're tilting the controller. And so, like, now there's two of us kind of wildly flailing around attempting to get it to do anything remotely similar to what you want it to do. So, when the controls are terrible and the story so far... It was originally on the DS, though, right? Yeah, well, it it is. And I mean, I'm just trying to say is, like, if you wanted this type of control, it might have worked on the Wii, 
but it does not work on the Switch, where, like, it doesn't even have real motion controls. It has gyroscope sensing. It can kind of vaguely tell that you move the controller, hopefully. I think the Joy-Cons have the capacity to do Wii-level motion controls, but it's a lot harder to, to get it to work. Because they, are, they, are, they can be pretty fancy with that. I've seen some stuff from 1-2-Switch that's, like, surprisingly accurate for what the, you'd think the Joy-Cons are. But I imagine it's probably not as straightforward as the Wii was. Yeah, like this, I was, uh, I was not impressed, let's just say. And uh, combined with the fact that the story so far is terrible, I just don't care and I'm disappointed in my purchase. So anyway, uh, Anna, did you play any other games? What? No. No. <laughs> um... This is Game Cola. I played a lot of Sims 4 the last podcast. Not because it was free recently, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you already owned the I already the owned game. it. Start playing it again, because my thing about the Sims 4 is that I like how it looks, and I like playing it sometimes, but, like, other times... I first Sims game I played a lot was Sims 3, and I really, really liked Sims 3, and the fact that it is... Not terribly different, but different enough makes me a little meh on it. But I played that mm-hmm. for a solid little while. Played Valhalla a bit, did not finish it yet. Stardew Valley. I recently remembered that Hamtaro had games on the Game Boy. Yes, yes. Okay, I played those a while back, and they are all amazing. What did like, you say you cut out? Did you say awful? Oh, no, no, no. I I, I really enjoyed basically all okay. of the, the Game Boy and the Game Boy <laughs> Color and the Game Boy Advance games. I was, like, really playing through them, like, uh, a year or two ago. I actually have that game, except I know for a fact it was not mine. I stole it from my cousin. Well, now your <laughs> crime is available to everyone I've on the seen, internet. Still within the statute of limitations. Um, <laughs> it's been... This was a sting. This was a setup, Anna. We got her. Finally. Come on out, Anna's cousin. We got her. (laughs) Anna's cousin walks out with a tape recorder. He knows I stole it. We can close Game Cola now. This was all for the pure (laughs) sake of... (laughs) (laughs) The walls of Game Cola Um. Incorporated fall down as cardboard. (laughs) There's police cars surrounding what used to be the building. Yeah, I uh, I can retire happily now. I thought I was done with this. Oh my god, yeah, no, I sold this game, and I, like, I couldn't beat it for the longest time, and I finally beat it one day, and I wish I could remember why it took me so long, but I think I was just dumb and a child. I also stole his uh, Pokemon Emerald game, so I just stole That's an actual crime. (laughs) Yeah, it is. How dare you? (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. Oh no, I was just gonna say is, um, they're like adventure games, right? Like puzzles, kind of? Yeah, I played Ham Ham Z Night. Like, I did, but I got bored after two seconds because I wanted to do something else. Some of those puzzles, like, you know, I'm a full-grown adult here for the most part, and they're not quite moon logic. Yeah. But they're out there. Or, like, Mm -hmm. they take steps where you know what they want you to do, but first you have to talk to so-and-so to trigger the thing that gets somebody into a place that then you can talk to them about the thing. Yeah. You have that's... to have someone tell you that you're able exactly. to do Exactly, yeah. That's always my biggest problem in adventure games, too, is that I'm bad at talking to people, because <laughs> <laughs> video games uh, mimic real life. And uh, <laughs> no, but like I always forget to talk to people, is the thing. There's also, um, I don't remember which game it was, but some of them, they have the ham speak. Yes, that's, that's one of the ones. Yeah, and so there's times and where you're like... Have to- clarify um hamsters have have their own slang yeah and and you have to learn it all yeah and if you don't know the word you can't use it and so there'll just be these blank spots in their conversation and like you can kind of to a certain extent once you open an area there will be like quests that are in that area that you like can recognize exist but you can't do anything with and so you have to like wander around and figure out what you are even capable of doing at the current time. Yeah. Isn't Hamtaro a hamster? Yes. <laughs> Why is. does Hamtaro not know the hamster language? And that he doesn't know it at the beginning of every new game? Yeah. Just keeps forgetting it. <laughs> what is this, Phoenix Wright? <laughs> Speaking um, of which. Excuse me, I'm a new hamster in town. What's yeet? <laughs>
Oh no. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> another game I've been playing a lot is um, PC Building Simulator. I know nothing about computers. What? I want to make that perfectly clear. I know nothing about computers. I just like games where I can just sit there and kind of put things together. Like I'm putting together some kind of thing that's like physically in front of me. Like, um, some kind of, I don't know. PC? No, not a piece. Like, putting together a kind of a puzzle. Kind of, but not really. Because that's also why I kind of like uh, House Slipper. Because it's the same kind of thing where I know nothing about what's happening, but I'm kind of mindlessly doing something. But I know nothing about computers, uh, so it, it gets a little confusing sometimes. But it's fun. You just drag parts together? Yeah. Put parts in here. This is good. This is good. Awesome. I was looking at Clock Simulator earlier. Oh, yeah. Cam and I just saw that on the East Cap, and we were just like, huh. Yeah. There's a lot more pictures on here than I thought there would be. Yeah. I <laughs> thought it was just going to be a clock. Oh, yeah. but, and also, if it's so Clock much. Simulator, are you the clock? Oh, no. Could it just be looking out? <laughs> you see things happening? You just see a hand go by every once Yeah. Like, a large hand go by once in a while, and then another red one that's the... There's a pig. What is this? I need to actually watch this. It's also uh, currently, play. as of recording this, it is on sale for a dollar thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a clock. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch has a clock in it. Yeah, it does. It sure does. I, well, you know what else has a clock in it? My phone. You know but what else all has those a clock things in it? are my watch. My watch. <laughs> my, my computer has one. But all Literally of those things anything. are more expensive than a dollar thirty-five. <laughs> not, Jenny has a point. Not if you find the right watch at five below. <laughs> what is this? It's a competitive clock game. Competitive. What? <laughs> what? Don't lie to me like this. There it says on here in the thing. It says two competitive multiplayer modes what? exclusively on Nintendo Switch, which means this is available on other platforms. What do you compete for? Who tells time the best? <laughs> Yes. It seems like the main mechanic is like pressing a button every second and whoever it's a clock based rhythm game. But instead of like rhythm heaven where there's like different rhythms and beats, it's just press the button every second. Hey, Joe. Yes. I found a game for us to play whenever we get to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're not gonna play Mario Maker two. Even no. though we'll be some of the only people who have the ability to do local co-op. We're going to play this clock game. We're going to play the clock game. Oh, it's on Steam also. Is it on sale there? Oh, no. How much is it on Steam? 99 cents. Oh, wow. Oh, that's better than $1.35. Oh. This extra 35 hey, cents is for the multiplayer. <laughs> guys, get this on Steam. No friends, only random. The thing is, that's its final price on Steam. <laughs> that's not even a sale price. Oh, my gosh. And I have John. I have ninety one cents in my account. <laughs> Dang it, <laughs> John. Yes. Um, what games have you been playing in recent times? Oh, good lordy, B. <laughs> um, I've never heard of that video. <laughs> Tell us about this. Uh, that is a phrase, not a game, unfortunately. An idiomatic expression. <laughs> <laughs> I splurged and I got the premium edition of Mortal Kombat Eleven when it came out. Mm, yes, Mortal 2 Combat. <laughs> it's a stylization, shish. <laughs> um, and it is... I've made that joke probably more than 11 times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's super fun. Um, story mode is convoluted, over the top, and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> the voice acting is great, except for Ronda Rousey, who is voice acting Sonya Blade in this one. And you can tell she's not a voice actor. Unfortunately. What else? Weird. I mean, like, I get it, but... Yeah, weird. I don't know. I've heard bad things about... And, you know, I always hear about this stuff through the grapevine, so this isn't, like, my opinion. But I've heard bad things about, like, the monetization stuff It's in the, it. the grind. The grind itself. It's not really... It's not pay to win. Because the only thing you pay for is, like, this one currency that, can, that you can only spend on stuff... On either... DLC or or like in-game items like skins and not fatalities in character intros and whatnot which is not essential to the gameplay thank god can't you use it in like the single player mode though no. to 
I could have sworn there was something where it was like one, there was a bunch of single use items that you could earn. Oh. And it makes the grind really slow or okay. something. Okay, yeah, so that's a totally separate thing, but you don't pay real money for those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you could pay yeah. real money so, to make it faster. Not technically you can, but it's like you can buy, you can buy these skins or whatnot, but like they change every 24 hours. So, and they change randomly. So the problem with this, with MK11, like, gameplay is great, story is great, online is great. The problem is the grind, and to unlock everything. Thing is, though, you have all, unlike Injustice 2, which is NetherRealm's previous game, in Mortal Kombat 11, you have all the special moves avail available to you at the beginning. So, gameplay-wise, you have everything available to you. Everything else that you have to grind for is cosmetics. I see. So, but it is still a $60 game. It is it? still a $60 game and it should not take you at least 5 years to unlock to 100% the game. <laughs> yeah. Which at the pace that this is going, it's everything you unlock is so random. It's so time-based. It is so tedious to unlock everything. It's insane. <laughs> it'll take you yeah. yeah, it'll take you so That's what I've heard. But I, I guess I'm glad that the other parts of the game are good. And, yeah, no, it it really is. And it wouldn't be so bad as if you had a choice to just unlock the stuff for the characters you play as the most. Because, like, I can grind mm -hmm. on a tower for, like, maybe two hours, and I would get stuff. All right, I you're going to need to specify grinding, what grinding on a tower okay. means. <laughs> That's completely okay. lost on me. So, Mortal Kombat has this gimmick of where instead of levels, it has character towers. So... Like, say, if you you would select Towers of Time mode, and then you would go, like, here's a tower based on Scorpion, here's a tower based on that. And you click on the tower, you start at the bottom, and you fight certain, you fight these characters in this, in this kinds of modes with these kinds of specifications to get to the top of the tower, which is the final boss, Scorpion. And then you get Scorpion items. I yeah. see. So, thing is, these towers are also time, are also time-based, so they would go away after say, 24 hours or two hours, depending on when, when you would log in and whatnot. And there's only five or six available to you at a time. And considering how each character has, like, I would say, like, maybe 30 different skins you can unlock for them. And, like, skins, I mean, like, color cosmetics and other, and other stuff. Yeah. And if you want, like, one specific one, you're like, oh, I want that. Oh, that's going to be really cool. You have to, like, wait to see when it's available for you to get <laughs> I see. so it's like oh yes there's a scorpion tower available but the certain skin i want for scorpion is is not available this is some ugly looking purple one i want that cool looking white one and that, that cool see. looking white one won't be available for lord knows how long who's your main <laughs> um <laughs> i'm i'm trying to get good with aaron black the western character that was introduced in mortal kombat x and i see he's very cool, but he's also very technical than he was in the last game. So I may switch over to Kung Lao or Liu Kang or Scorpion. <laughs> and can we expect you to see you at Evo this year? Hell no. <laughs> I will get destroyed before I even enter the building. <laughs> Rizzy walks in, it's just like dead. <laughs> just get... It is in it is gonna be at Evo though, right? Oh yeah. Mortal Kombat oh yeah. Okay. It was at it w it's been at a bunch. It's actually it just wrapped up. A it was at a combo breaker this whole week. Okay. And again, they had like live streams going on, and I was just wa I was watching the tournament, and I'm like, I cannot do any of this stuff in a million years. <laughs> just watching how fast they move their hands across the controllers. Some of them ha have their own custom controllers. I'm like, I'm not forking over another two hundred bucks for a custom controller. What is this? <laughs> oh yeah, like the weird arcade ones where it's like a table yeah for real um i've been playing uh phoenix red ace attorney hd trilogy was released on ps4 so i've been playing that and hey. uh, but hey. yeah, it looks good when i we talked about this game a lot and uh, but i've also been playing do we huh <laughs> i've also been playing ace attorney investigations 2 via an emulator the fan I was translation about to say, wasn't that the one that wasn't uh localized yeah i was playing the fan translation via an emulator nice. i mean unofficially <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I the same police the, the second layer of cardboard walls falls down 
There's even more police cars. It was actually a sting to get John this whole time. <laughs> the other one was a ruse. <laughs> See, uh, Anna actually told that whole story so we could get John. <laughs> and, and let me just say this. This game is hard. And for an Ace Attorney game, it is hard. You have to like really think outside the box on this one. And I'm not sure if it's due to the translation or if it's that's just how it is in Japan. I don't know. Just to get by it. I was like, I I've like I've haven't hit the game over screen yet. But, well, that's good. But but I will spend at least like twenty minutes trying to figure out like what exactly the game is leading on about. But yeah, Joe, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing, I played a little bit, uh, I got back into Tekkit, which is a Minecraft mod pack, old Tekkit, because I'm an old man. <laughs> this is Tekkit from back in my day. A classic, it's called Tekkit Classic in the launcher that I have. Um, and it's like, it's so old that it's like basically runs on an older version of Minecraft too. But it's fun, it's just, I, it's one of those things, because the thing about Minecraft mod packs is that you have to do all this research to figure out what, what even the progression tree is like. And it's just that the Tekkit one is one that I'm already familiar with. So I already know what to do without spending all of my time on a wiki page. Yeah. So that's why I keep coming back to that one. Um, And I, yeah, I've i dabbled with Tetris 99. Uh, last night, I started a stream of uh, playing Pokemon Fire Red with a randomizer. And the thing that I'm going... I got uh, through Brock. Uh, I have a... A Larvitar was my starter, and I have a Cacnea, a Doduo, a Pichu, a Cleffa, and a Beedrill. So the ra a Pokemon Randomizer, if you don't know, is basically it uh, it changes all of the Pokemon in the game to just random Pokemon. And so like Brock, for example, we set it so that all the gym leaders would have a, like a type, but it would be a randomly selected one. So Brock was a Fire-type gym leader with a Charmander and a Macargo. Who wrecked me twice. Because Macargo is a very difficult Pokemon to defeat, especially when none of your Pokemon know super effective against fire moves. But it was a lot of fun. So one of the things that I want to do with this, though, that I think will be a lot of fun is every time I beat a gym, we're going to add another rule onto it, another restriction. So I'm coming up with a couple that people will vote on before the next time. And then I'm also, I'll probably speedrun Mario Odyssey again. Right now, my record is an hour and 36 minutes, which is pretty good, mm. in hey. my opinion. So maybe if I can get under an hour 30 next time. We'll see. It'll be, part of it will, the next when the next stream happens, will depend on how long it takes me to edit this podcast. Can we also expect you to live stream Pokemon Sleep when that comes out? <laughs> I don't have a camera, which I feel like you might need to do. You might need to, to do that, <laughs> but we'll see. I don't even know when. Pokemon Sleep's not coming out until 2020, I don't think. So I don't have to worry about that for a while. You have to sleep on it for a while. Mm -hmm. But I'm <laughs> hey. How do you turn... Anna, you also need to say A. A. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. <laughs> You're contractually obligated. How do you turn off the switch? You don't. Break it. Wait, what? <laughs> Is your question, Jetty? <laughs> other than sleep mode, because it says you're not supposed to insert an SD card without having it turned off-off. And I know that I've done this before. You let it run out of battery. <laughs> you kill it. Uh, hold on. So Can you just hold the power button? Is that... Yeah, you hold the power button. Wait, wait. Nope. You go down to power options and you go to turn off. Oh, weird. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean that doesn't make any sense? Why would it be under power options? Just give me the turn off option. Power, that is one of the, turning off is one of the power options. Off is an option. Is it? I thought it was an action. <laughs> turn off. It is off. an option for the state of power of the switch. <laughs> off. Then you can have mostly off, kind of off, asleep. And on. I'm trying to get you guys pictures of uh, Blaster Master Zero Two. By turning off the switch. Well, yeah, I have to to put in that SD card. I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of pieces of technology where, like, just tapping the power button puts it to sleep. Holding the power button will make it turn off. That's what you have to do with a with a my iPhone. Yeah. No, I um I tried that, and I guess I got confused because it was under power options, and uh, you know, I looked. You for... didn't think to click the power options button. Well, I had spent. All of, like, uh, 13 seconds <laughs> looking through this before asking you guys. So. 
I need to Should ask have been the obvious, Jetty. I need to ask the youngsters. <laughs> Sorry, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think it's time to wrap up this edition of the Game Cold Podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cold Podcast. Uh, you should be on the lookout for coming up. Um, of course, Danganronpa on the Game Cold YouTube channel, GC.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. Uh, John, you and James sort of unofficially announced, quote unquote, that you're planning on playing more of the games after you finish this first one, right? Yes, actually. Uh, we finished recording up the first game completely to credits, and we've recorded a few episodes of the second game already. Cool. Yeah. Hype, hype. But be on the lookout for that. So uh, every new episode's every Friday, I think? Yes. Uh, on the YouTube channel. This podcast is also posted to the YouTube channel. If you're not listening to it there, you could do that. I also um, need to catch up on writing articles about each video. <laughs> I'm kind of behind mm-hmm. on that. You can also keep an eye on the podcast feed for Hacks and Slash. We've talked about it a bit. But yeah, we've got a new episode of Hacks and Slash that I'm finishing editing up for the next Monday slot. Not like the, you know, where um Secret of Mana has been going for the past uh, few months. And by past few months, I mean more than a year. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, in that slot. It feels like yes. The Secret of Mana podcast being that we're about halfway through, we're taking a hiatus um, for a few months. It'll be season two. Yes. After we get back. Um, but yeah, so we're doing at least four, I think. Ep- I think we're going to end up doing four or five episodes of Hacks and Slash uh, in the meantime. Uh, this first one is hosted by me. The next one will be hosted by Diana. Then the third one will be hosted by Anna. And then the next two after that are going to be special surprises that I think everybody's going to enjoy. So uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the iTunes feed or whatever other way you can access the RSS feed. Um, Do you know that? And hey, if you're going to iTunes, you could leave us a review and rate us five stars. It really helps us out. It puts us up. It makes us suggested to more to more people when they pull up the podcast app and they look for related podcasts. It makes us pop up more. And that would be neat, wouldn't it? Don't you think that would be neat, guys? Yeah. yeah. And uh, tell people on Twitter about GameCooler. Mm-hmm. You can do so using the hashtag, hashtag the GCPC. <laughs> Stop laughing! I told myself, I don't laugh, so don't laugh, now. don't laugh. <laughs> I laugh because Daddy laughs. What is so funny about it? Tell me. Tell me what's so funny about the very good hashtag, the GCPC. What's funny about the podcast hashtag, Jenny? Tell me. The GCPC? <laughs> yeah. It's got a... Tell it, me! It's got a humorous rhythm to it. Yes, it has a good cadence. It, you approved it. We it, talked about this. It, it, you approved it. Uh, you know, our our new editor in chief is going to be Dr. Seuss. Um, <laughs> no, it, uh, I I appreciate the rhyming. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like uh, it's not rhyming. It's the same letter. The game call a personal computer. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you, you can also check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, for articles. You can uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for GameCola. If you want to email us on the podcast, you can send us questions to podcast at GameCola.net, and we'll read them on the podcast. You can also send us messages on the Discord that you can find uh, a link, an invite link to our Discord on the pod where the podcast is posted or uh, on the Twitter. It's not on the I Twitter. Think. I checked today. Oh, it's not? You said it was on the I Twitter. I thought it was! Nobody added well, it and I don't have access to, like, the actual account. <laughs> well, we need to find the password for that. Because yeah. I've just been going through TweetDeck. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll put a we'll put a link somewhere so that you can get on the Discord. It's a fun time. The Discord has been has been popping off recently. And I've been enjoying it. It's fun talking about random things like uh the Tinkerbell movie out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Come join us on the Game Cola Discord. I have can... many opinions, Anna, okay? <laughs> what? Very random. What was it that I posted? Oh, that's right, the uh, the Gamer Gummies. Yes. <laughs> you can learn about Gamer Gummies on the Discord. And actually, we'll let you get to it. So thank you again for listening to this episode 132 of the Game Cola Podcast. Have a wonderful time of day, wherever it is, whenever it is you're listening to this. And we'll see you next month. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
now now we have to mark this as uh, having explicit content. Um, uh, <laughs> there was one I'm, naughty word in the podcast. No, there, you know, John has said many naughty words. I'm sorry. Which is usually on me, so it's not me this time. I've been getting better at that. I can't help it. I'm from Philadelphia. 